Thanks for tuning in on Apple or Spotify to listen to another brand new episode of The Eye Test. Before we start the show, please take five seconds to leave a review. Since we don't sell you anything, this is the best way to help us grow. We would really appreciate it. Thanks again, and enjoy the episode. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Eye Test, where we simplify your process as a fantasy football manager. Today, we're going to be going over three tips that you need to dominate your fantasy football draft, which ours is 29 days away, gentlemen. We are getting so close. Players are reporting to minicamp or a training camp today. We got first practices of the offseason are officially starting tomorrow. I cannot wait. Players are getting put on the PUP list. All these updates are flourishing on our fantasy apps. We've seen a lot of injuries so far already before practices. seems like people are just getting out of their cars and snapping their legs. <laughs> and uh, it's getting getting pretty crazy, but we're getting close to the draft. And who knows? Maybe the people are getting a little bit of a trade tickle in your dynasty leagues. People are starting to get a little nervous of these players. In fact, while the boys were in Texas last week, which if you didn't notice, we did not post much because the boys were on vacation and a huge trade went through between Paul and oh, I. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We landed in Texas, had a couple of drinks. And sooner or later, Travis Kelsey is leaving my dynasty team, <laughs> hopping on Paul's. But I got Stefan Diggs in return. Paul, how do you feel about that trade? I really like it for me. If, if you go back and watch some of our old videos, the one where we did our roast, the one bad thing you had to say about my team was my tight end spot. I remember you berated me for Hayden Hurst for about five minutes. So now I would love to hear you talk bad about my tight end spot now. Oh, that's right. You can't because I have the goat on yeah. my team. And I would also love for you guys to tell me I don't have any wide receivers because now I have Stefan Diggs, a proven first rounder for at least the last three years. And I'm I'm making progress. I lose Kelsey. That's huge. Uh, but I've got a couple young guns. I drafted Michael Mayer in the rookie draft, so I'm feeling pretty good about that in years to come. Not this year. I'm going to take a step back. But uh, the good news is, is the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl next year and Kelsey's going to retire. Doubt that highly. Uh, that's kind of what I'd be scared about with him. I don't literally no evidence to prove that you guys are just trying to gaslight me into not being thrilled about Travis. No, Kelsey. Paul, what I'm trying to say is that I think it was an even trade. It, it, it improved my wide receiver room and it improved your tight end room. And now you have a tight end advantage over 11 other teams in the league. Yeah, no, I think it, it was, it was fair. I think it was fine. I think we both are happy. Yeah. Well, Hey, uh, we got a good show today. We got three tips to dominate your fantasy draft. Everyone's looking for those tips that they just need to win. And we are here to make it easy for you. It's not going to be super hard or advanced. These are easy tips that you just need to adapt to, and it will help make strides in the fantasy draft. Are you guys ready to go? I'm ready to go. All right. As I shake my camera, let me just settle that there. All right, Bob. Well, hey. I know you have a pretty good tip here, so how about you let our viewers and listeners know what they need to know for their fantasy draft coming up? Okay, so like we said, that this is going to be very simple tips, 
And this is also going to be more of a beginner tip. Seasoned veterans in the industry already should know this. But if you don't, then you're going to hear it right now. And that is do not chase the top of the fantasy draft board. And when I say that is when you're in, you know, this isn't as relevant when you're in the first, second, or third rounds when all the studs are still on the board. But this becomes very relevant in the middle rounds where you're kind of struggling between, you kind of get a little bored maybe, and you're just like, oh, I don't know who I want to pick. Like, none of these guys I'm super high on. Like, I'll just take the guy that's at the top of the board because I'm not sure what else to do. I'm telling you, don't do that. Do your research. Scroll down the fantasy board a little bit and just pick someone that you feel good about. Don't just draft, say, Damian Pierce in the fifth round because he's the su supposed best player on the board at that time because chances are it's not going to work out for you if you take that strategy. So please just do a little bit of research. Yeah, I think that's a very helpful tip. I mean, you got to scroll down the list to see what players might have had a down year last year that are valued lower that you think are going to have a bounce back year. Maybe some type of situation changed on the team, yeah. or maybe they were battling a lingering injury and they've had a full year to recover. I mean, those are very helpful tips to really dominate your fantasy draft. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think the best thing is I, I know Sleeper does it. I'm sure Yahoo and them do it, but they bracket these guys. like They say that these are the players that will be available for this pick, and these are who we think is going to be available for the next pick. Like They bracket it off for you. So you got to take an entire scroll down there and be like, okay, is there anybody on here that I desperate that I – not desperately, but that I really, really want right here. And if that's the case, you should kind of assume that he's not going to be there next round. So if you really like a guy, go grab him. Who cares if he's five or six uh, you know, players below the top guy on the board? Get the guys you like. That's what makes fantasy football fun. Absolutely. I agree. My, uh, my tip to dominate your fantasy draft, listen, guys, when we make our settings for the league, most – fantasy teams are given one or two if you're lucky ir slots so my tip to dominate your fantasy draft utilize that ir slot during the draft this can give you an extra player once the draft is done so you can take that risk on a waiver or a flyer guy some rookie that is going undrafted in leagues you can get them on the waiver wire before week one even starts for example last year's player that you could have done this with was Jameson Williams. He was drafted super early. Everyone knew he was going to miss a large chunk of the season. He was a rookie. He was on an offense with already Amon Ross St. Brown, you know, at the time, uh, T-Hawk. And there were other options to throw to, but you could take that late round where, you know, what are you going to draft? A guy that's projected 100 fantasy points for the whole year. Or you could use that late round pick on Jameson Williams, who may be an all-star when he came back. Now, that wasn't necessarily the case, but before season or before week one started, you were able to throw him on the IR slot and pick up maybe one of those waiver wire warriors. So this year's example, it's Kyler Murray. He's 
he could be your second quarterback that you draft later in the rounds, which most people like to draft a second quarterback later in the rounds, like a rookie, like Anthony Richardson or Bryce Young. Use a proven Kyler Murray. I mean, he may not miss as many games that he was projected to weeks prior. He may only miss like six games. I've even heard rumors that it could be less. Utilize that IR slot, throw Kyler Murray on there, and get someone that goes undrafted in the league. In fact, I was doing a mock today, and Kyler Murray was undrafted. I don't think that's going to be the case as we get closer to this season. But just a little bit of a heads up that Kyler Murray is someone you could draft post-10th round, let's say, throw in your IR slot, and now you have an extra spot to get a waiver. Yeah, I like that a lot, John. This kind of it kind of goes with what I typically say is even though in dynasty you draft for the future, you could actually draft for the future and redraft as well. So you got to think ahead also and think about what maybe matchups are there are down the line. Like you said, what guys will be coming back from injury. So I think that's a really good strategy. You should not just like think solely what's going to be happening on say week one. Yep. Yeah. And this is, that's even better if you're in a keeper league. I thought I had the keeper pick of the century last year, grabbing Jamison Williams in the 15th round. And then he got suspended again this year. So, but the strategy is still true where if there is a player that you really, really like and think can produce for your team later in the year, especially during that playoff push. And as we've all known, we've been doing fantasy football long enough. Your week one roster is never the same at the end of the year. Never. I mean, you cut guys that you never thought you would cut. Gabe Davis. And so, <laughs> and so, yeah, always try and think ahead when, when everybody's thinking about week one, it doesn't hurt to take a flyer. Cause what you're going to grab who tank Bigsby in the 12th round who might never see the field. Oh, like you're, you're, you're taking, he was the only, the first, he was the first person <laughs> in my mind. I'm trying to think of like who, is there but regardless the strategy is still true think of the future it doesn't it really won't hurt your return on investment is i think a lot larger than it would be if you took you know a backup tight end at that 14 spot exactly it's it's yeah. very low risk high reward that's what it is paul how about you go ahead close us out with the third tip to dominate your fantasy draft all right so my third tip to end this out is something that I have personally done and have hated myself for it, but we all have, please do do not overthink training camp hype videos. Do not overthink what George Jones, the beat writer for the Miami dolphins for the whatever, whatever Miami Herald. Yeah. The Miami (laughs) Herald says about, that third string running back is is looking excellent in camp. And next thing you know, they're flying up the draft board. You're all hype about it. And it just never works out. These players fail more often than they succeed. The only, only one from last year I can remember that actually got hype at training camp was Damian Pierce, who actually turned out to be fantasy relevant for most of the year for teams. So, Just to give some examples of this, I'm going to name a few players and you tell me what you think. Chase Edmonds in 2022 was supposedly... He was drafted so early. I fell for that so bad. He He was was drafted... Yeah, Yeah. he was drafted so early in our redraft league last year. He 
was getting all the hype. Everybody was saying, or they brought him in, they paid him the most. He's going to be the featured back in this high powered, or even, I mean, they were high powered, but perceived to be high powered Miami offense at the time. And he ended up losing his job to Raheem Mostert and they brought in Jeff Wilson. <laughs> and then do you, do you all, this is a couple years ago. Do you remember a player by the name of Marquez Callaway? Oh yeah. Saints wide receiver. I fell for that too. Dude. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember the warrior though. He had like two good games. I feel like was yeah. he really hyped up. I don't remember how he, really he was the definition of he had an excellent third preseason game where he had oh. like 10 catches for 120 <laughs> yards. And then all of a sudden was like, Oh, he's the next Mike Thomas, like blah, 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 blah. And yeah, he was a preseason standout who shot up the boards. And then that year he ended up finishing as the wide receiver 43, mostly due to one 25 point game. So, but this is the kicker. This is the absolute kicker. Isaiah McKenzie and Gabe Davis. So Gabe Davis, I don't even have to really touch on. I drafted him in the fourth round last year. He had that excellent playoff game with five touchdowns. Josh Allen was saying, I don't see Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis as wide receiver one, wide receiver two. I see them as like a 1A, 1B, and I just fell for it so hard. Grabbed him in the fourth round, and he sucked. And then this is this is a sad story, but Isaiah McKenzie on a potent Bills offense, an offense we knew was going to be good. He was being talked up as a solid flex option. You know, you want a piece of this Bills offense, and you should target Isaiah McKenzie in the sixth or seventh round. Can you guys guess where he finished last year? And he was healthy. I don't even know. Did uh, probably, he finish in the top 50? <clears throat> he did not. He had wide. two. He was the wide receiver 55 oh and only God. had two games, two games where he was a wide receiver two or better. <laughs> Paul, I think you're forgetting, though, the ultimate one from last year who had the most hype and was drafted, might have been drafted probably in the same range as Gabe Davis, if not higher. Can you guys guess before I give it away real quick? Um, he was a newly acquired guy. Give me a position. Yeah. Wide receiver. It's so easy and you guys are going to be like, oh, my God. Newly acquired from last year. Newly acquired. Why am I blanking on that? I feel like I should know I mean, that. I'm just thinking of so many receivers. Oh, is it oh, Juju oh, was it someone on the Patriots? No, I'll just give it away for the sake of time. Alan Robinson. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. I Alan? fell for I fell for that so hard last year. You saw the hype videos of the rapport with Stafford. He was shooting up draft boards because everyone was like, oh, he was pretty good in Chicago when they had no quarterback at all. He was good with Mitch Trubisky. He'll have to be good with Stafford. And we all know what happened. I think he had maybe like one good game, and it was easily the biggest bust of the fantasy season last year. Yeah, Cam Akers yeah. too. I mean, that first game – of the Rams, he didn't even get used. And uh, my I roommate at the time drafted Cam Akers was freaking out, dude. Freaking out. Yep. He yep. drafted him in like the fourth round as his first running back. Oof. Yeah. I think There's... I have like subconsciously forgot about Allen Robinson. Like I just refuse yeah. to think of him anymore. Who do you think it's going to be this year? It's going to be like Sky Moore or something like that. that. That's a good question to round us out. That's a perfect question. Uh, off the, go off ahead, the top Paul. of my head, 
I'm going to have to go Kadarius Tony. And yeah, that's injured. I'm going to go with another Chiefs guy, actually. Justin Ross. Pacheco. Yes. I'm going yeah, with but Pacheco. He, he deserves some type of talk. No. Here comes John defending his no. RB1 in Pacheco. <laughs> you, know what, you know what the problem is with Pacheco? And I'll leave it at this. There's always a new running back coming into KC every year that's getting hype. So... Like it was Clyde Edwards Alaire, then it was Damian Williams, or maybe Damian Williams was before Clyde Edwards Alaire. Now it's like then it was Pacheco. Now it's Daneric Prince. Like they're just constantly rotating running backs. Piece of advice, just draft Jarek McKinnon because you could get him at the end of your draft. Yeah, and, and he gets reception it. touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Those are some good tips, guys. Hey, if you're viewing on YouTube, go ahead, like this video, subscribe to our channel, and comment one of your biggest tips that you follow to dominate your fantasy draft. We'll be back tomorrow with three players that are must-draft during your fantasy draft, and we appreciate everyone listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow. Peace.